The following program is paid for by the partners and viewers of the Life of Faith broadcast. today's message already in progress Jeremiah 17 5 all right everybody there look at this it says thus saith the Lord cursed be the man that trusts in man and maketh flesh his arm so curse is man that trusts in man that maketh flesh in other words put put everything put your trust in your own strength or put your trust in man's strength Curse just simply means empowered to fail. That's all that means. All right. He says here, and whose heart departs from the Lord. If you trust so much in man, you're going to fall away from God. For he shall be like the heath or a bush in the desert and shall not see when good comes. When you trust in man and man's strength and your own strength, you won't even recognize when good shows up. But shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, in a salt land, and not be inhabited. Blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord, and whose hope the Lord is. For he shall be a tree planted by the waters, and spread it out her roots by the river, and shall not see when heat comes, but her leaf shall be green, and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall she cease from yielding fruit. Glory to God. So quite a difference, quite a difference from the man who will trust in man. The Bible says he'll end up dry. But the man that will trust in God will end up even producing fruit in the midst of a drought. So it doesn't even matter what's going on in the environment. If my trust is in God and God is my source, my leaf is going to be green even when others are withering up. Because they're choosing to put their trust in the strength of man. And the word of God says, put your trust in God. You got to make God your source. And unfortunately, we're dependent upon systems of the world. We're dependent upon systems of man. John 3, go to John 3, John 3. But what I'm saying is, if you're trusting in that, you're trusting in the wrong thing. That's, all, that's the only reason why I said all that. You're trusting in the arm of men. And the Bible says, when you trust in the arm of men, you're going to end up dry. But if you trust in God, you're going to end up with green leaves right in the midst of famine. Right in the midst of famine. John 3, please. John 3. All right. John 3. And let's look at verse number 27. John 3, 27. Say, I'm there if you're there, please. Okay. It says, John answered and said, a man can receive nothing. Look at this. A man can receive nothing except it be given him from heaven. So where is it coming from? Heaven. Heaven. Source. The source. The source is God. You with me? I'm going to read that to you out of the message translation. Message translation said, John answered, it's not possible for a person to succeed. I'm talking about eternal success 
without heaven's help. God's got to be your source, man. Shout with me. God's got to be my source. Come on. Yeah, God's got to be my source. Because, see, when you misplace your trust on something that has not been designed to be your source, you end up being frustrated. Like your job. See, your job is not designed to prosper you. But we're always looking for a job that pay more money. Oh, I'm talking now. Nothing wrong with increase. Nothing wrong with a good paying job. You should, you should have that. But you shouldn't, do, you shouldn't be looking for a high paying job to meet your needs for prosperity. Because your job can't do it. It hadn't been designed to do it. And so what happens is, when your job doesn't meet your need for prosperity, you get frustrated with your job. And then you start not liking your job and you start resenting your job because your job is not prospering you, but your job wasn't designed to prosper you. God is. And see, your job can't do what God is called to do. Don't you dare take your job and give your job God's job. Oh, come on now. Talk to me. See, if you, if, you take, if you take your place of employment and make that your God, that's the highest you're going to go. As much as they're willing to pay you, it's all you're going to increase. And then when you don't think they're paying you enough, now you're mad at the job. Now you're mad at your employer. How come they won't give me more money? How come they won't give me a raise? It's because they probably got other things to pay and they're limited in what they can give you. And see, you're in the wrong because you made them your source. Okay, okay, let me get my ladies on my side. Ladies, you ever had a, you ever had a man and you thought you had a man, but he turned out to be a boy? See, I see what I'm saying, see what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? You thought you had a man. He looked like a man. He walked like a man. He talked like a man. He had a physique like a man. But when you really got to know him, he was just a boy. Because he wasn't able to provide like a man, he was still a boy. Because you shouldn't send a boy to do a man's job. Talk to me in here. I'm just saying. You better check out that it's a man that's a man that's a man before you get hooked up with him because you might have your boy. And you're looking for that boy to give you safety, security, and stability, and he can't even take care of himself. And now you're mad, but you had to have him because he looked like a man. He felt like a man. But he wasn't nothing but a boy. And so now you resent the man, but you, it's your fault because you picked somebody that was a boy and tried to make him do what a man does. Same thing with your job. You t if you make your job your source, you are now trying to get your job to do what only God can do. It is God who prospers us, not your job. Now, you should work. Tell your neighbor, hunt your neighbor, make a move. Make a, say, now you better go to work tomorrow. You better go to work tomorrow. If you scheduled to be at work tomorrow, you better be there. Don't be spooky up in here. Now, a job does have its reasons, or a job does have its uh, job is there for a certain thing. The job is there to give you seed. 
to sow so God can prosper you. That's what your job is for. But many of us, we get $50,000 salary and boy, we think we flossing because we got $50,000 salary. But if you make your if you make your job your source, that's all the increase you're going to get is $50,000. And what we do is we live right up to $50,000. We get enough debt. And enough obligations, and we are sending out, we're getting $50,000 a year, but we're sending out $49,999 every year. Now you're get, you didn't obligate your seed, you didn't obligate your tithe, you didn't obligate everything that you've been trying to honor God with, so God can take you up, and now you've made your job your source. Your job is not your source, it's a resource. It's a resource for seed. Your business is not your source. I don't care what they tell you, how much you can make it, how much, what's this potential is. It is not your source. Nothing should take the place of God. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? God's got to be your source. And you got to make God your source, not only in your words, but also in your actions. And see, we want, we, I want, uh, God, it's God's heart for you to prosper. I want you to, I want you to be able to work somewhere because you want to work there. Because prosperity gives you choices. I don't feel like working. I ain't going to work. For a season. Because you, your job is to give you seed. Come on, talk to me. If you stop your work too long, you stop getting seed, guess what's going to dry up? I know y'all looking for a way out of your job. Y'all looking, for, y'all, y'all, y'all looking for me to give you a way to escape. I ain't giving you no way to escape. The Bible says, man, no work, you don't eat. You should be gainfully employed. You should be, you should be gainfully employed all the time. But it shouldn't be at a place that you got to go. It should be a place where you want to go. And so if it's not the salary that, you, that, you, that you're used to getting, so be it. I, hey, I'm just here just because I want something to do. I'm here because I got some gifts and talents and skills. I'm here to bless you. Amen. My needs are met. My sources meet my needs. Amen. See, some of y'all wouldn't take no job less than, less than a certain amount. Because you think it's your job. Oh, man, I'm getting, I'm getting sticky. I'm getting stuck in the mud. I'm getting stuck in the mud. Some of y'all be like, huh? What's the salary? I don't believe the Lord is leading me here at this time. I have an unction to keep on looking. But no, if every need was met, and you know God is really, and God is speaking, and God can speak to you about taking the job with a lesser salary. He can do that. He can do that because he's going to take care of you on the other end. But you can't see it because you think your job is your source. How can I? No, if that's where God, if God has positioned you there, then you don't think God will take care of you? Okay, come on, let's go. Let's go. Let's maximize the time. Number one is what? So listen. A degree, which is good, you should get maximize your education, but that's not your source. Amen. Your job is not your source. Amen. The people you know is not your source. Amen. Come on. Yeah. Your career is not your source. Yeah. 
None of that's your source. God is your source. All those things are resources. I've told you before, you got to look at God being the television set. And then everything that you're involved with are just channels. Because if you turn the channel on your TV, you'll get another feed. Right? Turn the uh, 206 ES, uh, ESPN on DirecTV. Yeah, 206 to 209, 210, 210. So you, you get a feed of ESPN. You go to uh, 369, you get the feed of Daystar. All those are feeds. Those are resources for you to watch television, but it's not the television set. God's got to be the television set. And he just, get, he just has multiple channels to feed you your provision. And so your job, other people, your, uh, your degrees, those are just channels for provision, but it's not the source. Are y'all hearing this? All right, so number one, you got to make God your source. Number two, you got to put God's agenda first. You got to put God's agenda when? First. Okay? Deuteronomy 8.18. Deuteronomy 8.18. Write it down in your notes. It says, but you shall remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that gives you power to get wealth so that he may establish his covenant in the earth as he promised in the earth. So the purpose of him giving you power to get wealth is not just for you to have the wealth, it's for you to have wealth so you can participate in establishing his covenant. Okay? So you're wealthy to push his agenda. You're rich to push his agenda. Okay? All right? Matthew 6.33. Matthew 6.33. We all know it. But seek ye what? First, the kingdom of God. What's that? His way of doing things, his way of being right, uh, God's government. We pushed it first, and then all these things shall be added unto us, right? So I get things when I push his agenda. When I put his agenda first, he gives me things. Come on. My, my focus is not the things, it's his agenda. Say with me today, say, I got to push God's agenda. Okay, and then Matthew 16 talks about let every man take up his cross, deny himself, and follow him. The greatest seed you can give, child of God, is you. Amen. Come on. Amen. You can give thousands upon thousands of financial seed, but if God doesn't have you, Amen. your harvest is going to be slower than, than necessary. No, God wants you. God wants you. He wants you because if he has you, he'll have your seed. Right? Because you don't separate you from your money. If he has you, he'll have your money. That's why the Bible says where your what? Heart is. Your, that's where your treasure is. That's where your heart will be also. Amen. That's why everything that I have is hers because she has me. Amen, 100%. Whatever comes to me, she's, she has a right to it. Because she has me first. But see, if she didn't have me, I'd be breaking off a piece for her and breaking off a piece for somebody else. If she didn't have me. But because she has me, she got everything I have. And that's the same thing with God. God wants you first. The greatest seed you can sow in the kingdom of God is you. 
And when he has you, he has everything. But when you sow you, you push God's agenda. 2 Corinthians 9.10, write that down. 2 Corinthians 9.10 says, he multiplies your seed sown and increases the fruits of your what? Righteousness. So I need to put myself in the possible position where I'm wealthy. I want to be wealthy. I want to be rich. I want to have more than enough so I can push his agenda first. Oh, y'all got to get this. Well, what about my car, Pastor? What about my house, Pastor? Get my point. Push his agenda first. And he'll add those things to you. I'm just trying to help you accelerate your harvest. Trying to help you accelerate your harvest. Are y'all with me? So don't sow. Listen to this. Your motivation for sowing and giving, yes, it is to receive, but your motivation should also be for kingdom agenda. I'm sowing to expand God's kingdom. I'm sowing to make his agenda first. Oh, okay. Right, let me see if I can illustrate. Let me see that right there. Turn around. For, yeah, thank you so much. All right. So I'm going to do it this way. All right. Thank you. Yeah, I need a marker. All right. How many of here? How many here? And, and, and uh, let, me, let me just preface this. I'm, not, I'm, I'm about to il illustrate something. And I'm illustrating it not so you won't do it or you can't do it. I'm going to illustrate it to show you how to do it better. Okay, how many here ever heard anything about dream or vision boards? Wave your hand, wave your hand. How many people utilize them? Dream, okay, a few people dream. Okay, so dream board. Now what, so this is my, say this is my dream board. Y'all with me? My dreams, okay? Nothing wrong with having dreams. You should have dreams. Tell your neighbor, you should have, you should have dreams. And you should have desires. But what do we do when we do a dream board? What we put on our dream, what are some things we put on our dream board? What do you say? House. house. So we got dream house, right? Vacation. I hear you back there. I hear you back there. No problem. No, that's tell me. Talk to me. Death free. Death freedom. Cars. Dream car, right? Somebody said yes. All right, what else? What else we do? Somebody said jet. Yeah, all right. How about husbands? I know some of y'all got husband on there. Huh? What do you say? I didn't hear that, but I know y'all got it on the dream board though. So if you got you got uh, husband on there, I know you got wife on there. We said land. Somebody said children. Got to be married first though. Children. What's the business? Okay. Anything else? I know y'all got this on there. I know y'all got that on there. Tell your neighbors, and tell your neighbors, you're supposed to have dreams. You're supposed to have some desires, okay? So I'm telling you that I'm not saying that this is wrong. But notice now, I want to I prove a point now. Notice that all these things, it's about you. You see this? Every one of these things is about you. God don't care if you have a husband. He don't care if you, if you have a wife. If you get one, get a good one. But it, um, it ain't, it, you ain't going to be saved or not saved if you're not married or not married. Come on, talk to me. Death freedom, God's already loaded. I mean, hey, I mean, you can help, help the kingdom. But all these things, dream car, God don't care what kind of car you drive. 
God don't be like, that's not my will for you to drive that car. He don't care. What God going to care about a car for? A house. You can live in the biggest house or the smallest house. God don't care. He don't care. Just have the house full of peace so he can abide there. No matter what the size is, it's your preference. Some of us like bigger houses than others. Don't make us better. That's just what we like. Come on. We get all up and out. They don't need all that big house. Okay. Okay. You might not need it. Maybe they want it. That's fine. Go and keep on driving by. Toot the horn. Keep on going. Go back to your house that you paying for. Let them pay for their house. But notice, every last one of these is about you. Every last one of these is about me. And this is what we normally do with dream boards. Okay? I'm not saying that you shouldn't do this. I'm just telling you how to use it properly. Tell you how to use it properly. It's going to be powerful. All these things about you. God doesn't want you to pull away your dream board. God wants you to simply turn your dream board over. And now your focus is his agenda, his kingdom. What does that look like? Funding outreach and missions, publishing the gospel, empowering the poor, supporting ministry gifts, building God's house, ministering to the saints. Okay, so this is is what I'm going to push. This is what I'm going to push. Now notice, now notice. Let's go back here. Let's go back here. If I'm God in this situation, if I'm God in this situation, and you're you, this is what you're focused on. And God is focused on this back here. But notice, if I flip it, if you become focused on this, God becomes focused on, oh, Lord, oh, Lord, ooh, Jesus. So now God is like, okay, how can I get them their dream house? Why? Because they're pushing my agenda. Okay, how about all that land they want? Okay, all right, we're going to make that happen because he's pushing my agenda. Are y'all seeing this? So it's not that we're throwing out the dream board. We're just just changing priority. Instead of making this our focus, we're making this our focus. And as we make this our focus, he's focusing on this and causing this to happen for our lives. And I'd rather have God focused on my stuff than me focused on my stuff. Because God can do a whole lot better than me. Are y'all getting the point? So listen, I'm not telling you to go home, throw out your dream journals and your dream boards. Just change its priority. Okay, God, if, you know, I know I don't have my dream house yet, but God, I'm going to make sure you have your house first. And so when I take care and make sure you have your house first, I know God was tapped into me helping you get your house is me getting my dream house. (laughs) Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? I say you hearing what I'm saying. Amen. Just like us, for us, our family. Uh, We're we're not at our final house. I'm going to tell you, we're not at our final house. We'll do at least one more. But you know what? We're not doing one more until we get God's house built. No, 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 no. This is priority right now. But, but what's tapped into or what's linked to this is our new house. Yeah, we, we're talking about it. We, we're, we're visualizing some things. We, we're, doing, we're doing what our stuff we can do naturally, but we ain't putting no money on it. We, we ain't taking no resources from our family and putting on it. No, everything is going to get build God's house first, do all this stuff, and all this is going to be taken care of. Are y'all hearing this? Come on, talk to me. 
But see, you, you won't be able to do that unless you put his agenda first. But notice, you've been looking at your dream board for a long time, haven't you? Have you been looking at it a long time? You've been believing God for that car for a long time. You've been believing God for that house for a what? A long time. I'm just showing you how to accelerate it. Flip it. Work on his agenda. And he'll work on your agenda. Hello, this is Dr. Fry. And I want to thank you for viewing today's broadcast. I've been teaching a lesson on how to accelerate your harvest. Last week, I shared with you about making God your source, making God your source for everything, for your healing, for your, for your provision, for, for your relationships, making him the source for everything in order to accelerate your harvest. This week I talked about pushing God's agenda, putting God's agenda first. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 6, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all other things shall be added unto you. So we need to put God's agenda first. And when you put God's agenda first, he'll begin the work on your agenda. A lot of us may have vision boards, dream boards, and then we're looking at what kind of house we want to be in, what kind of car we want to have, how much money we want to have, what kind of career we want to have. We instead don't focus on that, but we should turn that board, like I illustrated in the lesson, and focus on God's agenda. And when we do that, he'll focus on our agenda. Praise the Lord. Now, before I let you go, I want to say this. Merry Christmas. Praise the Lord. From our heart to yours, I want to wish you a very Merry Christmas because Jesus is the reason for the season. If you're watching this broadcast today and you haven't received the gift of Jesus and salvation in your life, I want you to call that number on the bottom of your screen. Talk to our prayer counselors and let them pray with you, lead you in the prayer of salvation. And you too can be born again and you'll be able to celebrate this holiday season like never before. Again, Merry Christmas from us to you. And until next time, continue to live the life of faith. God bless you. Jesus said in John chapter 10, verse 10, the thief comes not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. The life that Jesus came for us to have not only includes salvation and healing, but also financial prosperity. Too many in the body of Christ are struggling to make ends meet and suffering from financial lack and insufficiency. In this dynamic six-part series, Dr. Wayne A. Fry lays out God's prescription for financial prosperity. Learn how to release your faith for financial provision. How to honor God through giving tithes and offerings. How to operate the sowing and reaping principle and so much more. The revelation contained in this series has the potential to end your days of financial lack and insufficiency forever. Don't delay. Order the six CD set for $40 or the six DVD set for $60 by calling 1-877-342-4193 or logging on to www.fccintl.org to access our online bookstore. Become a Life of Faith partner today. Your financial support of $20 per month will assist Dr. Fry with taking the gospel around the world through television and missions. As a Life of Faith partner, you will receive early registration privileges for all conferences and events hosted by FCCI, a product discount on all purchases through our online bookstore, and free monthly teachings to strengthen your faith. Log on to www.fccintl.org or call 877-342-4193 as operators are standing by and become a Life of Faith partner today. 
You've been watching the Life of Faith broadcast with Dr. Wayne A. Fry. We pray that your faith has been strengthened and your heart encouraged by the Word of God. This broadcast can be viewed 24-7 at no charge at www.fccintl.org. Join with us next time on this station for another life-changing message with Dr. Wayne A. Fry.